0: Hey, y'all, thank you so much for joining us today on Origin Gates daily podcast called Wisdom's Echo. My name is Parker Thomaston, and I am so honored to have this opportunity to be together. I lately have been really just kind of reaffirmed that although I may not spend a significant amount of my time focusing on the fundamentals of my beliefs, they are very much the foundation of my life. Um, As necessary as these things are in our lives, I find it essential that we allow them to be launching pads and not finish lines. You see, the important thing about fundamentals is that they equip you with what is necessary to progress. So I know that I talk about two of my boys quite often. Uh, They're the oldest two, Elisha and Eber. And they both play baseball. They love baseball. And they they have a great time, but there are fundamentals that they work on uh, and continue to work on. They have ever since they began at four years old. Um, it's hitting, fielding, catching, throwing, running bases. Uh, there are probably a lot more found in the 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 list there. But but regardless of what level you compete, these fundamentals must be utilized. So essentially what what i've been doing over the past several weeks is expressing these fundamentals that are necessary to grow in my relationship with yahweh and and these are things that will allow us to mature but were never designed to be places for us to settle Um, with that being said i want to share my heart with you today concerning worship well well first of all what is worship I've always been taught that worship comes down to one word, obedience, and I honor those teachings and I recognize the truth in this. However, the danger is that it can be easier to obey someone out of fear rather than love or even to obey something out of fear rather than love. This is why I think it's been so great to remember Yahweh's love for us and the importance of allowing his love to overwhelm us. As a is a kid I know this may shock you I tested my parents occasionally um, when you don't obey there are consequences and those consequences are what usually drove me to eventually obey. In my immaturity, <laughs> you know, it was it was that fear of the consequence of my disobedience that that encouraged me uh, to obey, and and not necessarily dependent upon my age, but my maturity. And I saw worship the same way for a majority of my life. My worship was not always created out of a result of love, but but rather a result of guilt or fear. I would come running back to Yahweh after I realized that I had done the wrong thing or I would cower towards him out of fear that I would be punished if I didn't make it right. And and I've moved into a completely different place, but this is honestly how it was for me for a long time. I I had a very good friend of mine, probably my best friend, uh, up through high school from from four or five years old. We played t-ball together, uh, lived in the same area, and so we spent a lot of time together. Together. And and I'll never forget. Whenever I was 12 years old, um, this friend's mother had committed suicide, and it was uh, just an an unreal experience. Um, the pain that my my friend had gone through, and and through that, I found myself pouring out and loving and encouraging and, and projecting and expressing the love of Yahweh towards this friend who didn't even know Yahweh at the time. He had a lot of bitterness and had a lot of anger in his heart, but ultimately he turned towards Yahweh for a period of time. And, and it was out of an encounter that I had with Yahweh that was ever-increasing, that allows me to be transformed from, from glory to glory. Not allowing myself to settle in one place, but but experiencing the fullness of what Yahweh desires to to relate to me through, and, and worship has been probably the the most valuable tool um, that I have experienced in order to. Encounter the presence of Yahweh. Now, my worship is birthed out of my love for Yahweh and really because of His love for me. And I I think this might have slipped through the cracks, but what has transformed my perception of Yahweh was when Oracle Teresa Bowen had released that the revelation that our testimony is not what Yahweh has delivered us from, but what he has delivered us into. And and this is what I have honored as a launching pad in my life for years now, because for so long I tried to keep focus of, of, of not focusing on the wrong thing when all along my focus was intended to be set on the right thing. And, and I just wanna encourage you today by saying that when your focus is on the right thing, it's easy to express authentic worship. I don't obey Yahweh now um, because of the fear of consequences. It's because I desire the relationship. And, and gratefully, it's the same way with my parents. We we worship in our home. I remember being a, a young child and my mom would turn on a local radio station called Power 88 and it had the cheesiest Christian music that you could imagine. Um, but that music helped launch me into a place where my heart desired to please Yahweh. Every Saturday morning, we would wake up to that and we knew that when that music was blaring through the house that we were going to spend a better part of the morning Cleaning and getting things uh, just orderly in the home, and and it was it was just something that I carry with me now. My wife and I, um, especially my wife, has worship music from from Dimensions Alive and and all of these other um, powerful ministries that that that. You know, it it kind of ushers in the presence of Yahweh for us. Um, it's something that becomes a a heart's desire, not just something that we check off or or something that we kind of take for granted. And and it's about filling the tank and allowing that to overflow with that desire to please the heart of Yahweh. You see, that worship for me has never been identified by a beat pattern or a tempo. It's been defined as the action associated with my desire for more of Yahweh. The best way that I can explain this is that whenever I crank my weed eater, there's a button that I've always called the bulb. And when you pump this bulb a few times, it siphons what is in the tank and allows it to fuel the engine. Well, worship has become my bulb. The danger in this is that it is essentially ineffective if the tank is empty and equally irrelevant if the engine is locked up. This is why it's important to not have not only have something in the tank but also to guard your heart. So Jeremiah 29:13 says this, "And you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all of your heart." All. This is is such a big deal because it's so easy to focus on Yahweh sometimes, and it's even easier to focus on his goodness to us when we are in a position of need however maturity is not driven by our wants and our desires that is not what fuels us to to please the heart of Yahweh is our maturity we honor who he is and it's a secondary consequence for us to be able to worship because we're so caught up in his goodness now i want to read a story to you that 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 may hopefully minister to you, it has sure stirred some things in me found in Mark chapter 12 and it's just a few verses that I plan on reading to you uh, starting in verse 41 said Yeshua sat over against the treasury and beheld how the people cast money into the treasury and many that were rich cast in much. So it's important for us to identify Yeshua's position which is actually made up of, of three positions. This verse says that he sat over and against and before we go any further, I want to take a moment to share about why I feel this position is significant. First, he sat. Remember that these fundamentals are available not for us to stop but to get started. For me to see that Yeshua seated is seated, it gives me confidence that he knows what's about to happen is unfolding in his favor. He didn't jump up in the faces of the Pharisees to argue his point. He simply sat before he released his judgment. And I believe that he sat upon mercy In peace. Second, it says that he sat over. This is an indication of who holds the seat of authority. I have heard Sir Ian Clayton talk about overshadowing and the significance of this position. In this event, I see Yeshua being seated over the treasury to announce his authority, but also to cover. I've recognized a pattern in scripture that Yeshua will never identify a problem without presenting a solution. Third, it says that he sat against in the preceding verses man it wrecks the pharisees for accepting honor and robbing from the poor and i'm not going to get on a soapbox but this is strikingly similar to what goes on today when religious systems are set up to keep people in a place of need and dependency Over and against go hand in hand here. Yeshua was not okay with the way that things were heading. So as he judged, he also covered. The pride of the Pharisees was exposed, but the purity of this woman is honored. And I really don't wanna get into the reasoning behind Yeshua beholding how they cast the money. Just keep in mind that if Yeshua was taking note of the countenance of their giving, it might be important that you and I are mindful of our countenance when we give as well. Verse 42 says this, and there came a certain poor widow, and she threw in two mites, which make a farthing. So, so Charles Spurgeon has a commentary that he notes that she was duly poor, not only because she was a widow, but that she was also in poverty. And I had never noted the difference between poor and a widow. And, and in asking Yahweh, I felt as though the poverty dealt with her current condition, and the title of a widow dealt with her future condition. You see, without a husband, she had no promise of her needs being met. There was no guarantee of future provision. And this is a huge deal that we'll get into in a moment. It's fascinating to me that the mite was not not a form of of currency when this took place. In fact, historically, it wasn't referred to as a mite until the King's James Version uh, was created around the 16th century. It was rather a small copper coin called a lepton, And in terms of value, You, this was the smallest and least valuable of all coin and is equivalent to about six minutes on average of a daily wage. So, last two verses here. He called unto him his disciples, and he said unto them, Verily I say to you that this poor widow has cast more in than all they have cast into the treasury, for they cast. Out of their abundance, but she, of her want, did cast in all that she had, even all her living. This, this is what is so amazing to me. That as Yeshua never judged, he, he, Yeshua judged. And he never even acknowledged the Pharisees. It, it says in verse 43 that he called his disciples unto himself and honored the woman in her worship. Her worship is significant because out of a desire of love, she honored Yeshua with all that she had, as we mentioned in Jeremiah 29, 13. She not only found him, but was found by him. She of her want did cast in all that she had. Let this be said of us in our want that we cast in all that we have. You see that Yahweh measures what we really give by what we have left. And I've been taught that when you want Yahweh to get involved in an area of your life, we need to trust Him with it. And what I believe to be the greatest example of worship is that this woman not only gave everything that she possessed, but she also trusted Yahweh with her future. Until recently, I have believed that when we trade everything insignificant, we receive something increasingly significant. But but once you have something increasingly significant in value, we can trade that for something of even greater value. Worship was never designed to be something that we owe Yahweh, and through our weakness, we're able to give what is due. My heart is stirred today to give Yahweh my whole heart, not just a portion of my excess, but even the fullness of my lack then the fullness of my excess. <coughs> Excuse me. I believe that this truly is is the worship that is most meaningful to him. So family, I honor you today. Thank you so much for your engagement with us. Hopefully this encourages you to stir to give Yahweh all that you all that you have. Not not what we think is appropriated to fill his need, but everything that we have we give unto the heart of the Father. Bless you today. Thank you for, for engaging with us and listening in, and I look forward to our next time together.